first to Vietnam, which kicked off the year with a purge of senior leaders, arguably the most significant change in the ruling Communist Party since the French left that country in 1954. The country's president has resigned and two deputy prime ministers have resigned as well or been pushed out over corruption scandals. But keen watchers of the country are wondering whether the political upheaval may signal a change in direction, whether those who emphasise the centrality of the party and internal security may be about to re-dominate. It makes for an interesting backdrop for a country that has a full throttle rate of economic growth and high levels of foreign investment. To help us understand, I'd like to welcome Nguyen Phuong Lin, who is a Vietnam analyst for the consultancy Control Risks. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, Lin, the most recent resignation has been that of President Phuc. He's considered the number two in the party. What happened? Well, he was out after being in senior positions in the government for 15 years. Uh, so Phuc was really a feature of Vietnamese leadership. Uh, he was the chairman of the of the government office. He started in 2007 and then was elevated to be the deputy prime minister and surprisingly become the prime minister in 2016 when the other faction was busy fighting. And so he was chosen as a safe choice at that time. So he was someone who unlikely to become a political force, but actually uh, was very successful in his position. And he also successfully managed Vietnam to overcome the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, reported like, significant economic growth during that time. So it was really significant, like, unprecedented when he was ousted. So President Phuc, he was earlier prime minister. When did he stop being prime minister? Uh, so he was prime minister from 2016 until 2021. Uh, we had the party congress and we thought that he, he could become the party chief. He was one of the key candidates who raised to be a party chief at that time. But in the end, he accepted to be a president. Right. Uh, who ousted him? What, what, who's behind it? Well, I believe it's a position from the Politburo. But of course, Politburo is something very mystery in Vietnam. We really don't know what they discuss behind the scenes. Yeah, we believe that um, this could uh, be the like, centralization of decisions making from some top leadership. Uh, he was seen as one of the two leading candidates, wasn't he? A position to succeed Nguyen Phu Trong as Communist Party General Secretary, who's number one. But I, I gather Trong wasn't necessarily pro-President Phuc. I, I think I believe so. Um, there are several candidates running for that position, which is considered the most powerful positions in Vietnam. And as uh, Chong, Nguyen Phu Chong, the current party chief, who is a very conservative uh, communist, uh, like pro-communist parties ideologies, uh, mm. you could see someone like Phuc, whose family is involved in significant business interests in Vietnam, and he could see that as a threat to the party ideology. So I couldn't be surprised if it's, he was the main decision maker in making decisions to oust food. And Mr. And, uh, Trong is quite, he's ageing, isn't he? He's not terribly well. Is that also pertinent here? 
Exactly. He mm. suffered a stroke four years ago, and we even like rarely see him in public uh, since then. Yeah. Uh, so he is not in a very good health to run much longer. And the two deputy prime ministers, were they caught up in the scandals relating to the COVID response in Vietnam? Yes, you're absolutely right, which is really also unprecedented in Vietnam as well. We got two deputy prime ministers out at the same time. So both of them wasn't directly involved in the COVID-19 scandal, but um, one scandal uh, involves like around 400 uh, rescue flights when the government tried to fly their citizens back home during COVID-19. And those uh, people in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs like uh, pockets around reportedly around fifty thousand US dollar for like charging people in that flight. I see. So to get them one, back. Yes. So one deputy prime minister at that time he was the minister of foreign affairs who was in charge of uh, those people those flights. Although I believe he wasn't directly involved in that, but he had to take responsibility for his people. So they were repatriation flights. They had to pay people or they felt they did in order to get back. So, And there was another related scandal, wasn't there, about a COVID-19 test kit that was marketed across the country at inflated prices under the direction of the Ministry for Health. And that's also said to have been involving big money changing hands. Yeah, correct. Uh, that was involved around 30 or 40 million briberies. Uh, and another deputy prime minister who's like overseas Ministry of Health at that time. So he also has to take responsibility for that. Mm, okay. Who might now become president then? That's a very big question. <laughs> mm. uh, like I said earlier, um, decisions are made behind the scenes. So we really don't know. And although there are a few candidates who might be eligible for that position, things are a lot more unpredictable in Vietnam these days. Like two years ago, we didn't expect that the current prime minister could be prime minister at that time because he he never served as a deputy prime minister, which is a no-no. But he's still a prime minister. So I really feel like whoever we guess now and we, we, we put in the list for now, things might change very unpredictable that we don't know. Uh, and, and then all of this happened just before Tet, didn't it, the Lunar New Year? Like, is this significant, um, the, the, the timing? That's a great question. Um, in Vietnamese culture, it is really embarrassing when you lose your job before Tet, I have to say, <laughs> because Tet is where people gathering, family gathering, and we ask, how's your job going, how's everything? And <laughs> you don't want to tell people that, oh, I just lost my job. <laughs> Right, I see. So certainly this is not going to be covered up. This is all going to be discussed, um, this rather (laughs) dramatic time. Exactly, exactly. Look, is it hard to read Vietnam? I mean, you've hinted at that. Um, Hard to analyse it. Are there sort of Vietnam watches like there are China watches? Uh, You know, in terms of whether it's a stable economy, whether they make good partners, what sort of political system, is that really difficult to discern? I think it's always difficult to analyse these things, although people say Vietnam only has one party, unlike other countries, so it might be easier to analyse. Yes and no, yes, there's only one party, but there's many factions within the parties. And also media is controlled by the state, so there's not much public information for you to analyse. And everything happened behind the closed doors. 
it's, it's extremely difficult. Uh, but the difference between Vietnam and China is that in China, you can see the strategy. They plan the leadership like five, ten years ahead. But in Vietnam, things just happen at the last minute. The the factional infighting you can only see is like really escalates uh, like a mm. couple of months before the election. So it's politics central. Yes, exactly. So would you say that there's any risk over uh, Vietnam's reputation as a stable economy? Because that, that has think, been the suggestion in the Western economic press. I think in the short term, there might be concern about that because although the president position is mostly ceremonial position, but the two deputy prime ministers are really important position. Like they are decision-making people who's involved directly in business and investment decisions. So these are significant and it's going to affect the economy in the short term. But it will really depends on how they're going to lead and manage the country in the next couple of months and years so that we can see whether Vietnam's still economy is still stable or not. One to watch. Uh, Nguyen Phuong Lin, thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. Thank you. Nguyen Phuong Lin, a Southeast Asia analyst with the consultancy Control Risks. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.